evening, Rabbi Isai. Last time we began the tenth and final parak here in Sharavaitis Alakim, which the Kavasavavas <coughs> is going to delineate certain Midas and their counterparts, and does the opposites. He takes two Midas at a time, each one being opposites. And it just is just a sampling of the Midas. As he mentioned in Periktes, uh, a whole list of Midas that we have. These are others. Only he takes only a few examples of that before. And he's going to analyze each one. And this was to address the Nefesh's question of how do I utilize these Midas that we have, which are, as he explains, these are the tools, these are our assistants, our servants, in the serving Hashem. They could be Meshubach Maguna. They could be good Midas or bad Midas if utilized properly then they are meshubach, they're commendable. If utilized in a negative way, then they are to be taken negatively. <coughs> so last night we talked about simcha and evil. And as we mentioned, we're going to try to do each night just one of the list here, meaning a pair of midas. So we move on to the chalal says the seichel, Included in your midas are shtei midas, two traits that we have. Vehein ha vehatikva. Moira and tikva. Fear and hope. Fear and hope. Umakoim ha When is it appropriate to have fear? Shetia binyin shemevi el inyin shiyitztat shiyitzareich. That's in an area where indeed you should have tsar, you should be upset. In other words, when is it, pro- is it proper for that a person should be fearful? He should be afraid that he did something that will give him everlasting pain. That will not end good for him. It will not be it will not bode well for him in the end. And it's something that you won't have the opportunity to change. And as we explained in Simcha and Evel, so to here it's very similar with Meira and Tikva in this explanation. That is, Meira is appropriate for if a person is going to do an Aveira. Because if a person is an Aveira, number one, he doesn't always know if he does the proper Tshuva, even though Tshuva could always help. Or certainly has to be fearful that he did something wrong and he doesn't even know about it. He doesn't even know to do tshuva. And this is an area, indeed, where a person should use Meira. This is where Meira is appropriate. Like we have, and the Gemara tells us in the beginning of Brachas about Yaakov Avinu, Vayira Yaakov Ma'id. Yaakov was very afraid. Why was he afraid? Don't you trust in Hashem Yaakov Avinu? He was afraid. The Gemara says, Shema Yigroi Machet. Tzadikim are only fearful about one thing. Maybe they have a sin which they haven't completely done tshuva for and that sin remains on their account. The only time a person should be afraid is for sins. He should be afraid of having sins on his account. Everything else you don't have to be afraid of. Hakol Bidei Shemayim. Hashem takes care of everything. What's going to happen? What did happen? What will happen? How much a per, how much 
tsar a person will have, how much pleasure a person will have. That's all decided from Hashem. Don't sweat those things. That's taken care of. It's already decided upon. Hakobi de Shamayim. That you don't have to be afraid of. Person afraid, I say, what's going to be with the stock market? What's going to be with the war overseas? What's going to be with the, with the, uh, uh, the, the voting? Yeah, what's going to be the outcome? These are not things we should be afraid of. Chavisavavah says, what is Meira? Where is it appropriate to have Meira to be afraid of? It's only one thing. Something that will be everlasting that you will not be able to change. So if a person has an Aveira and he didn't do tshuva for it, that is something that he can't change anymore once he didn't do tshuva, certainly in the next world. Your afterlife will not be good. That is to be afraid. And if indeed a person's afraid of that, so he'll make sure to change his ways. Fear always should be that it should be a motivation to change. That's number one. Ach matikva. Where is there room for tikva for hope? And really tikva, we could say, is another way of expressing bitochoin. As the Rabbeinian explains, really what bitochoin is, bitochoin is hope. He says, because as long as a person is alive, the Pesach tells in the Kehelas, yesh tikva. Yesh tikva means there is hope. What does it mean? There's hope that you could hope that things will be good. You could hope for a good outcome. You could hope to be able to be a, a, a better person. You could hope that Hashem will change things. That's a much different feeling and attitude than Yira. Yira is, person's always afraid the world is going to crumble. The, who knows what next, next terrible thing could happen maybe to him. There's no place for that fear. But yet at the same time, it's almost the other side of the coin, as we'll see from Rabbi Ruchim Zatzal. At the same time, even when things are not going the way we would like them to go, we have tikva, we have hope, we have bitachin, that things could change for the better. A person should put in the effort for the things that could bring him good, elayich, will bring you good, and that will demand then pleasantness, and no one will be able to hold it back from you. And nothing will will come in between. What is that? Here he's using in the context of the opposite of Meira. Meira is a person should be only be fearful that he has sinned and he hasn't yet done tshuva. He has to be afraid of that sin. Like Yaakov Avini was afraid maybe Esav could harm him because he is sullied with sin. So that motivated Yaakov Avinu to do tshuva. And at the same time, what should we place our hope in? Only place your hope in something that is foolproof. It's like, if, like in this world you want to invest. You want to invest at something that is absolute, total confidence that it's going to be good, very safe, very secure. That's what we're talking is. Security and confidence. And a person should have tikva, should have hope and be talking and do do what with it? Place it in a place that's very secure and that is to do mitzvahs. There's nowhere, nothing in the world safer and more secure than because it gets us everlasting reward and that can never be taken away. That's the, that's the mitzvah. So this is Chavis Avavis's explanation of 
these two midas, Moira and Tikva. And not to mention a an, another vantage point about Moira and Tikva. As we said, Moira is Yira, is being afraid, being fearful, and Tikva is really Bitochen. Rabbi Ruchim Levavitz Hatzal, the Mashkiach from the Mir, he has a piece in Parshas Vayikra, a mimer in Parshas Vayikra, about Yira and Bitochen. And there he explains also that Yira and Bitochen are really two sides of the same coin. He says when a person is healthy, things are going well, he feels good, he's, his uh, financial stability is good, such a person thinks, ah, things are great, nothing to worry about. If you would ask him, you know that, you know tomorrow you can land up in a hospital ill, you know tomorrow you could lose your entire fortune, Ah. He says, "Nyamale pivtschoik." He laughs. You come on. I'm so. My money is so tied up, so secure. Never could happen. I think nowadays, the, over the last couple of decades, we've seen that even the most stable of financial institutions have crumbled overnight, and people who thought they were millionaires, literally who had millions invested, turns out they ended up penniless. They had nothing. It was a pie in the sky. They, they had nothing at all. So, and that's because they, they were trusting somebody else. But even in our own abilities, to trust in our abilities, if a person says, oh, you know, you, you never can be secure, a person thinks, come on, I know, I'm, I'm healthy, I have good stability, I have this investment and that, very secure. That person will think he doesn't have Yira. In that era, he doesn't have Yira. And he doesn't think that in a moment's time, everything could change. He says that's a very silly approach. In that area, a person, in other words, knowing that anything that's material, anything that's physical, in this world is only being held up on a on a hairstring by a Karishborhu's mercy for that a person has to fear. Now, personally, a person says if he's doing the mitzvahs, then he should be secure. If he's doing Averis, then he should be afraid. But to to Rabbi Rukum is taking it from a different standpoint. And that is a person says, well, I am so secure over here in my health or my wealth. Rabbi Rukum says, that's where Yura has to come in. And he gives a frightening example. Now, Rabbi Rukum gave these schmoozen in the, in the Mir Yeshiva in Poland in the 1930s. And he says, if you would ask an Americana, because he had American boys come to the yeshiva. Rav Nossen Wachtweigl was one of those American boys. He became the mashkiach in Lakewood. He was one of those boys, and there was a special vad. There was a special group for those boys. Rabbi Ruchim made it because he knew that American boys needed a lot of chizik in the era of Amuna. So in this particular maimah, this piece, he says, 
that if you want to ask an American, if you want to ask an American about Hitler, they would say, nah, such a thing can never happen in America. Impossible. Impossible that some madman would rise up and he would get such a big following of tens of thousands and and he would have the say, impossible. He says, that's a shaita who I'm a dabra kazais. Someone who speaks that way is a shaita. It's someone who has no yira. He has no fear that things could change. He says, I'll give you the biggest proof. The biggest proof is Hitler himself. He says, if you would have told people 20 years earlier in Germany, the most cultured of countries, that a madman would come and start mercilessly killing innocent people, that was not an act. He says, do you know what? Do you know that in, in Germany, everyone had equal rights. It was unheard of. It was unthinkable that such a thing could happen. And yet it happened. And he said, we're so short-sighted. And we, we're so forgetful that that's exactly what happened there. And don't ever think that it can't happen elsewhere. And Chas V'Shalom, Al-Tiftah son we want to, don't want to say anything. But you see, we predicted... It, it certainly, it makes us think. I'll tip that bell to something. He says, if a person doesn't have any fear about that, and therefore that should motivate him to be better, that's because he has no yira. He gives another example. He says, before the Melchama, he met a particular wealthy man, a good person, a, a very smart individual. And he says, you know, when it talks about in the Chumash, and it's so appropriate for this week's parasha told us, by Hirov Baoretz, by Avram there was a Rav, by Yitzchok there was a Rav, by Hirov Baoretz, and there was a famine, Yitzchok wanted to go down to Mitzrayim, Hashem says, you can't go to Mitzrayim, you're an oil of Tamima, you were brought as a korban, you can't leave Eretz Yisrael, there was a Rav, a famine, so this person told Rabbi Ruchim, years before the Molchama, he says, those things, that was like for the storybooks, for antiquity, that's things that happened in the past. Nowadays, with trains, with airplanes, with with the mode of of vehicles transporting, exporting, importing, it's impossible. Even if there's not enough food over here, they'll they'll import it from Australia. If there's not enough food here, and he says, how how silly was such a person to talk like that? And even nowadays, we see it in our days as well. A war takes place. There's a scarcity of food, even in our tremendously industrial world, in our technological world, you just can't get food over. Yeah? Food becomes scarce food becomes too expensive. There's so many different ways. A person who doesn't think that that things could change on a dime, he has no year. On the other hand, he says sometimes you go to a person and he's sick in a hospital or at home for a week, two weeks, three weeks, he's just not getting better. And you talk to him, and he's given up hope. It's been three weeks, it's been four weeks, he's given up hope. He thinks that's it. This is, he's he's signed up to, this is going to be, that's it, he can't get better. He's lost all his betachin. His The betachin side, that's the other side of the coin, the betachin side says, this could change in a moment. Baruch could make you get up from this bed and walk away healthy. Could, could all of a sudden find the right medication that they didn't try it, they didn't think about, and bring it to you. 
He says, these are the two things. There's Moira and there's Tikva. There's Yira and there's Bitochen. And in Rabbi Rucham's approach, he's saying, Yira is, a person has to always be fearful that don't be too secure about anything in this world. Not with our own stability of finances, not our own stability of physical health. That a person should always be fearful. Not that he's afraid and paralyzed and can't do anything, but he should know in the back of his mind never to be secure in anything that's going on. At the same time, when things look very gloomy, thing looks like there's no hope and he's ready to be meyayish, he's ready to give up, that's where a person has to have be talking that Kodesh could change everything. Everything for the better. Yeshua Hashem Keherafayim. The Yeshua of Hashem comes with the blink of an eye. So these two things he explains, this is what it's like, that we have to have this perspective. Yireh on one side, and Bitochen on the other side. So we have an approach from the Chavis Avovis, Averis, and Mitzvis. We have an approach from Yibriruchim in Dastair over here. Yireh, never be secure and confident in everything that's going on is going to last. And at the same time, Bitochen, that even thing, when things are going so bad, they could change on an iota. In an iota, they could change for the better. That's the Bitochen we have. Hagutenacht.